Hi folks, this is Adrian A. Wallace and you have joined me in the life room. Thank you for joining. Today this podcast is a podcast around personal development and wellness. We're dealing with a lot of turmoil in the world at large, whether it's in France or Turkey or Britain or Baghdad or right here in the United States. We're managing to terror, tragedy, and a great deal of turmoil as well as a lot of political unrest, social unrest. And this is a time unlike any other time that I have remembered in my lifetime. And I think that that's the case for many people. And it's certainly the case for many people in the millennial set and younger. I think that when we look at older folks, that they can remember times of turmoil. And they may have been very, very young, as young as me, younger than me, And they can recall what their parents might have done. They may have some recall as to what the political system was like. But at the end of the day, anything that comes to us is cyclical. And so I found myself asking my elders from a spiritual standpoint and a political standpoint and a social standpoint what their opinions are what it is that they saw in their time of coming, in their time of being, and how they arrived at transformation. I also asked them if the time that we're in now is any better than the times that we were in before. And I get mixed opinions on that. I had one elder say to me that people who commit the atrocities that are being committed in modern-day America are people who have no sense of God or of humanity. And then I asked her if she thought it was something called evil. And she said, indeed it is. Indeed it is. And then I, in my own personal standpoint, look at all people and believe in a divine. I believe in a divine energy, an omnipresent energy, an omnipresent force. I believe in God. And I believe that God is inherent in all of us. So we are all gods and goddesses in some way or the other. And we choose to do good or not do good. And oftentimes, that choice is made by virtue of our socialization. And other times, I think the choices are being made or are in effect or response to imbalances, imbalances in our chemistry, brain chemistry in particular. I think mental health is a big, big issue. And it is a common thread through all of the things, all of the terror, all of the turmoil that we see and a transformation in that place, in the place of mental health, in the place of spiritual wellness, in the, in the sense of social equity. A transformation in that regard is going to make things certainly different, hopefully better. And I actually think that it may become worse before it does get better. I know that seeds are placed underground and have to burst open before they push out a stem through the earth and they bloom into a flower. And we don't know whether or not any of that is difficult for the seed, for the stem, or the flower itself. We have a tendency to only appreciate the bloom. And so we're going through this cycle in our time. And I hope that we come out on the other side, full of light, peace, and transformation for a better world, not only for ourselves, but for everyone and everything that comes after us. I also want folks to know that as you look into your life and you having experiences where things and people are disappearing, please understand that whatever disappears from your life that you thought was the reason for your happiness, 
that you thought was what you needed to be who it is that you are? Be sure and be positive that it was taken away, likely by a much higher power. And it was taken away from you for a reason, possibly because it was contributing to your misery, it was contributing to your lack, it was contributing to your downfall. And understand that this is the case with relationships as well. Relationships are seasonal. They don't all last forever. And like jobs or schools or anything that we go to to get to another state of being, we go into relationships to get to another state of being. Two people can come together to create a family or a business or a movement. And once that's done, they move on some way or the other. And it's a healthy thing to transition and to transition in a way where you wish those who depart you, however it is that they depart you, that you wish them peace. Because as you wish peace onto others, you really are wishing that peace onto yourself. Because for as much as we want to be different, we are one. This notion of racism is absolutely absurd. There isn't another race when you look at black people or white people or Asian people or people of Hispanic or Latin American or other descent. There's no such thing. Actually, there are only two races. Those are the animal race. They typically have tails and gills and wings. And then there's a human race who have hearts and eyes and blood flowing through their veins, actually the same way that animals do. So we're all made from a divine source and we look a bit different. And it's funny to me because I don't necessarily see animals interacting with each other in such a highly negative way. Birds have a tendency to play with other birds, no matter how they look. And, you know, there are birds who are birds of prey and birds who are birds of frolic, but they decide what they want to be and they're not destroying the earth, not the way that humans are. And so we really need a new way of being and we need a new way of being quickly. You know, when I was a child, I was a tomboy and I would get lots of bumps and scrapes and bruises And my mother and father should have brought stock in whatever company it is that produces the Band-Aid brand Band-Aids because my brothers and I use them on a regular basis. At any given time, after three hours of play outside, any one of us or many of us would come into the house with bumps and bruises and scrapes on the knees. Sometimes there were broken bones, and my parents allowed for that. They allowed for our exploration and our discovery, and they did the best that they could to keep us safe. But my point in all of that is that everything that was broken or any time I received a scratch, a scrape, or a wound, that was always quickly, quickly taken care of. There was always someone, an adult, my parents, my aunts, um, even a neighbor that would swoop me up and make sure that they wiped the blood away and took me wherever it is I needed to be whether it was in a house or to the emergency room to make sure that I was in a state of repair. And for something as simple as a gash on my knee that I didn't need to go to the doctor for, they would wash it away, they would put iodine and antibacterial on it, and they'd put a bandage and gauze over it. And as that was healing over the days, I would sometimes pull it off. And my mother used to say, who happens to be a retired nurse, mom used to say, well, After all these days, you've got to pull it off because it needs to get the air in order to heal. And so that's exactly 
what people need. People need to the air in order to heal. They need to breathe. They need their wounds revealed to the air. We don't need to cover up our wounds. We need to allow our wounds to heal. And the truth of the matter is in order for that wound to heal, in order for that gash that I got on my knee to heal, when my mom took the bandage away and said, give it to the air, she, she also knew that if I picked at it, that I would re-injure it. If I kept messing with that wound and pulling away at that scab, it would bleed again and I would re-injure it and it would take that much longer to heal. And so if we continue to poke and prod at people and to poke and prod at what hurts people and to poke and prod and contribute more to what minimizes people, to what leaves people out, to what keeps people away from reaching their social highs and reaching their economic prosperity. If we continue to do that, if we continue to deny access to people, if we continue to look at people and regard people as not good enough or not worthy and so much different from us, as opposed to looking at them as human beings, we stand to lose a great deal. We stand to disrupt society in a way that we'll be really, really embarrassed to show our children. It's funny to me the way that many, many adults are behaving because it's almost as if the children aren't watching. I don't know when we arrived at a time when we weren't concerned with what our children were seeing, what they were experiencing. And so we need to get to a point in our own existence, both personally, professionally, spiritually, emotionally, and within our unique social circles and cumulatively within the world where we understand ourselves to be sacred, we understand our families to be sacred, we understand the people that work and contribute to our businesses so that we can provide for our family to be sacred members as well, and that we really, really, really start holding ourselves accountable for what it is that is happening in the world. We can do far better than it is that we're doing, and it certainly is about time. So, in all of this, I hope that you're in a space of transformation where you're looking at what's going on and you're asking yourself, what does this allow me the opportunity to do? The numbers don't lie. Numbers never lie. And so if you're a leader, if you're a leader in life, if you're leading in spirit, if you're leading in business, if you're leading in your family, if you're leading in relationships, no matter how those may disassemble, if you're leading in those things, you know what the statistics are. You know what reoccurs in your own life and what continues to reoccur in society. You know if there's a wound and if you keep picking at it. And if you keep picking at it, it won't heal. But if you do what is necessary, if you pick it up, wash it off, cover it properly, and promise to take care of it and nurture it so that it heals properly, then you, your life, the world will become anew, better, more peaceful, more powerful than ever before. I wish you this and all of your best and grand wishes for yourself in the world. Thank you for joining me in the life room.